I'm going to pray and then we'll get into it. Father God, Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for this moment. Thank you for the people that are here today listening to listening. Lord, thank you for the people listening on the podcast um, or on the audio somehow. Lord, I pray that we would be blessed in this new year and I pray that we would be envisioned for our lives moving on and moving forward. In your mighty name, amen. So guys, happy new year. Great to be with you. I hope you've all had a smashing time. We're going to start our year this year by reminding ourselves about the vision of the church. Because I know some people are new, some people maybe missed this last year, or you've read some stuff on the website, but um, it's such an important thing. Without the vision of the church, why are we coming? Vision is important. Last year, incredible stuff happened. We've grown as a church. We've grown numerically. More people have come in. We've had to leave where we were downstairs. We've moved into this great new space up here. We've seen great outreaches that we've done with the Nepalese community here in Hong Kong. But also we planted a church in, in Nepal and have been supporting those guys. And they've actually been doing amazing work since we launched that back in November, reaching out to their community there, going in over Christmas. They were going into hospitals, praying for the sick in hospitals, feeding people. So those guys are just doing an amazing work that we've been able to support them in. So it's exciting. The vision is taking shape. And all these things that we're doing all weave together. Even the Kids' Church curriculum that's been recently relaunched and kickstarted a new curriculum is something we've been really, as one of our core things we wanted to do this past year. It's so exciting because we want to see kids growing strong in the Lord. So for the next couple of weeks, what we're going to be doing is looking at vision because our vision can be summed up in two words family and harbor and so we're going to cover that over two weeks this week's going to be family next week's going to be harbor we're going to be reminding ourselves about what it is what is vision what is vision so i'm going to start today looking at that and why we have one why even have a vision anyway and how that's the thing that we're on board with. That's the thing that we're getting involved with. So, my prayer is that today you'll catch the vision afresh. You'll see some new dimension of the vision in 2020. And we'll know it in such a way that we can communicate it to others. People be like, what's the church about? You say family in Harvard. I'll say, what does that mean? And then you can communicate what it's about. That's something that we'll get excited about. Something that we know that we're on this journey together somewhere else. That we know who it is that we're becoming as a church. Not just a group of people that sing some hymns and do a whole bunch of random nice stuff. But that actually we're going somewhere. So what is vision? What is vision? And for us in church... Vision is not an action plan. The word vision can be applied to an action plan, but really the core of a church vision is not an action plan. It's not a set of goals that we're aiming at, that we're going to complete, you know, that, to make plans. And that there is this aspect of vision where we need goals and we need plans. They have to make sense 
in the vision. So the goals we set, the plans we make, they have to make sense in the context of the vision, but the vision itself are not, is not the five-year plan. It's not the two-year plan. It's different. So today isn't going to be me telling you about all the stuff we want to do in the coming year or in the coming five years, which can be something that's really exciting, a real hoorah moment. But what we're speaking about today is the deep vision of the church, the vision that God spoke right at the beginning, who Destiny Church Hong Kong is. It's a vision that is unchanging, that I'm not going to say, okay, well, this is now the vision and that's now the vision. This is, a, this is who we are as a church. It's the deep identity of the church. It's, if you're saying, this is my home, it is, it is the church that you're planting in. For, and that's what it is. It's not going to change next year what God is building in this place. It's who God is calling us to be as a community. So why have a vision? Why have a vision? Well, you know, vision is essential because it acts as a barrier. Because within the Christian life, and within ministry, for churches especially, there's a whole bunch of amazing stuff we can do. We can do this, and we can do that, and we can do this. But actually, if we just tried to do everything, we'd end up doing nothing, not really achieving anything. So vision brings focus and drive, and that's what I want for us. Not plans that we're making ourselves to go somewhere, but actually, God, what is it you're calling us to do? And who is it you need us to be in this place, in this generation, in this time? We also have a vision because God is a God of vision. He's a God of vision. The Bible says where there is no vision, the people perish. Without vision, we can get stuck in the trap of just going through the motions, coming to church every Sunday, doing church week in and week out, and not really knowing what we're about as a people, where as a people we're heading. Vision stops us from seeing the church meeting as a consumer, which probably in Hong Kong is one of the biggest challenges. Right? As such, we, we're bombarded by marketing the whole time. But its vision stops us from seeing church as a consumer. What I can get out of it. What it gives me. And it reminds us of this bigger thing that we're part of together. And it leads us to ask the questions, how can I serve that vision? How can I give into that vision? Not, what can that thing give to me? When Jesus sent out his disciples, he gave them vision as well, didn't he? He gave them vision, he gave them the Great Commission and envisioned them about something almost impossible for them to complete by themselves. Also multi-generational, a multi-generational vision. I can guarantee this vision is not going to be completely fulfilled and lived out in its fullness in our lifetime. Because as leading a church, you can't think about just now, we've got to think, okay, this is where we want to be in 200 years' time. Strong, nation-impacting, community-impacting. So Jesus sent out his disciples with this general commission, this general mission, the Great Commission. But then he speaks specifically to Peter, doesn't he? giving him a vision for what he's doing in life. Go to the Gentiles. To Paul, he gives a specific mission to him. Paul wasn't just flitting around wherever. You know? He was guided by the Lord in his missionary journeys. And over history, 
The Lord has spoken to different people at different times, in different places, in different ways about what he is doing and wants to do in them and through them in that place, in that location, in that geography. And that's effectively what's re- it's really important that as a church we are led by God, nothing else. The Lord is calling Destiny Church Hong Kong to a specific vision. So if you're here today and destiny is your home, you are part of that vision. You're important for that vision. In fact, you're actually essential for that vision because church isn't an organization. It isn't a building. It's not just a meeting. It's a people, God's people, who he works through, that the kingdom would come on earth as it is in heaven. You're essential to the vision of Destiny Church Hong Kong because you are Destiny Church Hong Kong. Church isn't an organization, it's a people. It's you. It's the people that say, catch the heart for that vision and say, we are given our lives to see this thing come through. So just a bit of backstory, more than a decade ago, back in 2009, I used to pray out on Arthur's seat, which is an area in the middle of Edinburgh, and I was in that time I was speaking to God about what do you have? What what do you what do you have? I'm making myself available. Is there something you want us to do? And they said in October 2013, what was it? Four years later, in October 2013, moved to Hong Kong to plant Destiny Church. And so he led us to come out here and step out here to plant that. And the reason I'm kind of sharing this, the thing I want you guys to know and get, is that it wasn't my idea to come to Hong Kong. It's another sermon, but it's kind of inconvenient. There was a lot of stuff we had to give up. But actually, that's quite often how we do. And the Lord's repaid us manifold. It wasn't my idea to plant a church. I was just calling out to God saying, I'm available, what do you have And he said, do this for me. And so he called us here and we came. And the vision of the church, it's not my vision. It's his vision. We're just continuing to be obedient into the stuff that we're hearing. And so, guys, I'm sharing this because I never want you to think about the church as this is James and Jess's church. And therefore, it's James and Jess's vision. It's not. It's his. It's not our vision for our church. It's his vision for his church. And I share that because when we're speaking about vision today, I'm not asking you to come on board and build my thing. I'm asking you to join me in getting on board with his thing. Many of you guys are already on board. You're already on board. You're giving so much time and energy. And you're walking this journey through with us. And I thank you guys so much for that. Like Lee is going to be going off to New Zealand. I thank you guys as well, especially kind of people who have been in the early stages. Because church planting isn't easy, right? It's not easy. It's not easy planting. But then joining a church plant isn't always easy because there are many options especially in a city like Hong Kong, many other options that are more slick, where it could be more, more easy and everything just works a lot, a lot better. So it takes that courageous faith to plant yourself in a church that just has a vision. 
and says, and see something that isn't, and say, I'm planting my stake here because I want to see this thing come through. I believe in this thing. I'm coming alongside this vision and I'm committing to this community to see this thing flourish upon the earth. And so before I get into the vision itself, what I want to do is just ask three questions. And these are the answers to these are three very important answers that actually, as we live out our vision, we begin to see manifest on the earth or see answered on the earth or fulfilled on the earth. So three questions. Why do we exist? What's our mission? That like high-level mission statement. And what values do we hold dear as a church? So why do we exist? I think there's a slide on that. Why do we exist? We exist because Hong Kong, Asia, and beyond need spirit-powered, gospel-revealing, kingdom-minded, disciple-making, local churches that plant churches. Hold that. Take a photo of it if you want. We exist because Hong Kong, Asia, and beyond, we've got a heart not just for here but for the nations, needs spirit-powered, gospel-revealing, kingdom-minded, disciple-making, local churches that plant churches. As we live out our vision, this will begin to happen more and more, and we've already begun to see it happen. What's our mission? Who would to be? To be an authentic, relevant, and significant church that sees the kingdom come in Hong Kong, Asia, and beyond. It's a very high-level statement, very broad statement. Last, last year, when we, when we did this sermon, I preached, I went into depth on this. We were here for hours. I'm not going to do it. But meditate on that. What authentic means for us as a church, what relevant means for us as a church, what significant means for us as a church. That we see the kingdom come. That we see the sick healed. We see lives completely transformed. That we see heaven coming on earth. And then what values do we hold dear? We have seven values as a church. They're actually written on the pillars around this room and underneath, through the middle as well. They're under the paint. We were here before it was painted. They're under the paint. We kind of came in and this room is filled with blessing and all sorts of words of declaration over the church. It's cool. Um, so pursuing the presence. These are our seven values. This is things that we really treasure and value as a church. This part core to our identity for Destiny Hong Kong. Pursuing the presence, this intimacy with God. Gospel-centered, that we center our lives on the gospel. If you want to hear more about that, go to the Foundation series. There's a sermon called Gospel Grounded. Generous-hearted, that we, I have a heart and a vision for that we would be an amazing resourcing base as a church into the nations. Courageous, radical faith, that's something that's always been with us, that we would see incredible stuff happen, not because we're super skilled us in ourselves, but because we just trust God to believe him for the impossible. And we go and do some incredibly nut stuff because we've got courageous, radical faith. Relationship treasuring. That's treasuring the relationships here. It's prioritizing Sunday and being together. It's prioritizing others. And we're going to be speaking a lot about this kind of aspect to do with family. But loving each other enough. Not letting yourself get offended. Going to each other where offense comes. Reconciling. Because having that peace of Christ dwelling in amongst us as a community. 
authenticity, being real, not fake with each other, not that kind of fake Christian stuff where you walk in, where you leave your troubles at the door, come in, say, I'm fine, I'm having an amazing life, and then you leave, um, pick them up again, burdens and lots of tears in the car on the way home. No, be real. This should be a place that you can be the most real ever. And then lastly, loves the local church. We love and value the local church. We love the local church because we believe it's the hope for the nations. We believe it's the thing that transforms communities. Those things that we've looked at, they're not disconnected from vision because as we live out the vision of family and harbor, these three questions and their, their answers will become manifest more and more through our lives. We will become the reason why we exist. We will be fulfilling the mission. And then on that journey, as we walk in intimacy, particularly with the Holy Spirit, all these other things will become, become, begin to be manifest through us. So guys, what we're gonna do now, let's focus on, on vision, on the vision itself. The vision can be summed up in two words, family and harbor. Family and harbor, they are two interconnected pictures that tell a story of who we are and also who we're becoming. They speak about the heart of the church, the heartbeat of Destiny Church Hong Kong that in two years, 20 years, and 200 years will be the same. Family and harbour. So we're going to look at harbour next week. So be there for that. I find harbour very exciting. Well, I find it all very exciting. This week, we're just going to focus in on family. So family. Family speaks about our identity as the adopted children of God, of God's family. Being a church family, living from that place, inviting others into that family and demonstrating the life of that family into the world. Okay, so at the very highest point, it is our identity as the family of God, because that begins to affect everything else. So it then also speaks about a church community that is a real family together. But you don't get that until you really understand your identity. And we're going to go into it more. But that we are a real family as church. Not because we're pursuing community, but because we're pursuing this intimacy with him and live in this new identity with him. That as we begin to see him more, we begin to see ourselves and each other as he sees us. And it's this new culture that begins growing in us that we actually live together as the family of God. And then following on from that, pouring out from that, that this spiritual reality of being the family of God must then impact our hearts for people, for families, for stuff out in the world, for people's relationships. There's so much brokenness in the world and in church is in this area. And I believe it's something that God's calling us to really bring the kingdom in. So guys, I'm going to start just here by sharing a few verses on family, what God says about us being his family, this new identity that we've got. Ephesians 1.5, God decided in advance to adopt us, adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do and it gave him great pleasure. 1 John 3.1, see what great love the father has lavished on us that we should be called children 
of God. So I'm not making this family stuff up. We, it's just a nice idea to imagine that we're the family of God. We are the family of God. John 1, 12 to 13. But to, but to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Our vision for family is that we would be a church that really understands our identity as God's family and we actually live as his family. So that is the core point or core part of this vision for family. It's the starting point. It's only going to come through intimacy. It's a church that above all other things are focused on him. That we're pursuing and value his presence. We will only truly discover who we are as we journey deeper into God. And see ourselves more and more as he sees us. Because how often do we think we're rubbish? How often do we think someone else is rubbish? How often do we not see people as God sees them, but we see them how we see stuff or how society sees stuff? Because when we start to see ourselves as he sees us, then our identity will be defined totally by him. Nothing else. That's a healthy church. That's a healthy group of people in relationship together with God Almighty. To be honest with you, church would probably be a lot kind of slicker if it was just like, just come, kind of pretend to each other and then go away and see each other next week. But actually, we want to do life together. We want to really be in each other's lives and live life together. And that can mean upset. That can mean the grating of life. But that's what we see in the Bible, right? Really living life together. It's a healthy group of people in relationship together and with God Almighty. The church living from a place where we authentically get what it means to be children of God. Where it's not just this religious concept, because sometimes it can slot into that. It's this, oh yeah, I'm a child of God. But actually where we really get it, where we understand, whoa, I'm a child of God. I have a new identity. And that now, in this generation, in this place, we live as that family. Here, in Saikung, in Hong Kong. Every, everything else flows out of that place, of being his family, dwelling in his presence. It's got to be our starting point, otherwise all the other stuff can just be in our own strength. It can just be some maybe good intentions and running some great ministries and things like that. All things we want to do, but we want to have the source of it coming from this point where we realize our identity in him. Last week we said intimacy is the beginning of all things. And we said that intimacy is the first value, that pursuit of the presence lived out. But when we're walking in intimacy, that, that kind of concept, that value of pursuing the presence, being in the presence, living in intimacy is living that out. We need to live in intimacy because only in him will we discover what it means for us to be given the right to become children of God. 
Does that make sense? That actually sometimes we know it as an idea, but we don't really understand and take hold of the real deep right we have. But when the voice of your father, who you're with, intimately with, regularly is speaking to you, suddenly something transforms and changes. Last week we said it's like, a, it's like in Narnia, where there's the stone edifice of those people that have been turned to stone by the white witch, and Aslan comes and breathes on them. That sometimes our intimacy with God can be this perfect picture of something, but actually isn't 4D, doesn't have the life in it. But intimacy changes everything. It impacts everything else. There's no safer or more secure place for a church to exist in or grow in than one where we really share or have our shared identity as his family. Firstly, it stirs a confidence to step out in faith because it completely redefines who you think you are, maybe who you've always been told that you are. It challenges how we see each other. No, you won't see each other as the world sees you. You won't see each other as your past says you are. You won't see each other as perhaps you deserve to be seen according to how things function in the world. You'll see each other with his eyes, through the lens of his love and grace. That's where we need to be. That's where we need to travel to. Seeing each other and ourselves as God's family first it impacts everything else concerning this vision of family. It all trickles out of that place. The next part down is that family of the physical church, us and community together, the church community. It's my hope that, and prayer that everyone who comes into Destiny Church finds genuine family. Not a kind of cliche or religious pretense, but genuine family, real community that touches the whole of their life. Where it's not just a nice vision and something written on the website and on a vision statement, but not actually experienced by people, but that is a real experience reality by people. And actually the only way to do that is for us to move together in that. I can't do that for everyone. It's about how we all live together that we live like family, even when it's difficult, even when it's inconvenient. And what's gonna power that? Our intimacy with him. See, I encourage you, live that culture of love for others, but also not as a goal to build community, rather as this expression of this life that you have now in Christ. That the spiritual reality but we've been made the family of God is reflected out in every area of how you live, how you walk, your physical life. My heart is that people will feel that when they come into this church, they're coming into the family of God, that there is something different about this place. Not just a bunch of people who really get along. You can go to a football club for that. Or are just focused on creating a community kind of thing. You know, I, I, we are not create, we're not focused on creating a community. We're not, we're not even focused on community, actually. See, when you focus on community, sometimes you can end up with something nice, but very often that thing doesn't last because it's man-made and it's focused on community and not focused on the one thing that we need to be focused on to make a genuine community, and that's him. A focus on him. And when you focus on him, you find a beautiful community grows. See, remember in Acts 2 when they had everything in common and there's that beautiful picture of the early church. They weren't focused on some trendy new version of living together in community. They discovered the Lord and that they were focused on him. 
When you focus on God, the King first, and the thing that he's called us to, you'll find you'll love each other in a way that reflects his love, and community will grow. So understanding our identity as his family first means that we understand that as church, we live in covenant relationship together. We speak about this in According to the Pattern, that the church is a covenant community. Not a bunch of random people who meet up on a Sunday, but a covenant community on a journey together, sold out for each other. That as he poured himself out for us and covenanted with us and covers our weakness with his strength, without any thought that we can pay him back, any thought that we can reciprocate, it's that selfless covenanting relationship that the church should live in, should reflect to each other. So how do we see family really lived out as church? How do we practically see it lived out? We need to be committing to each other, committing time together, to pour into each other, to fellowship together. If we're never around each other, it's going to be very hard to see anything actually happen, right? And we want to keep it simple. I'm going to speak more about that in a minute, but we don't want to burden people. And so we've just got a simple phrase. We're about Sundays, we're about small groups. We're about Sundays, we're about small groups. And out of that, all the other stuff's gonna happen. For those of you guys who are here today who are mission-hearted, and I've got a very big mission heart, wait for next week, which is Harbour. Uh, we have a, uh, we believe very much in up, in and out, which is a balance of up to God, intimacy, out to the world and in into the community and if there's an imbalance in that which i'll speak more about next week you get a church that goes a bit wonky but within this this prioritizing of sundays and small groups i truly believe that's that point of coming together of community of focusing on him that intimacy with him that will empower us all the better for the out that if we're just constantly focused out we're just gonna dry up if we're constantly focused in, we're just gonna we're gonna end up um, getting so full and fat, but kind of not have that zeal for reaching the lost. So I believe that we'll far better be prepared and equipped, and also sustained for a life in ministry. So neglecting Sundays and small groups be would have a detrimental impact to those ministries. I think you guys probably, you've experienced those kind of things, not, not being together, missing those Sundays, those kind of things that you feel something's different. I'll just speak then about small groups and Sundays, because we started small groups. I said, guys, come get, get involved in a small group. Our vision for small groups is to, to replicate them, that they grow. The core vision of the small group actually is family and discipleship, that it is a place to grow, that it's a place to grow big, it's a place to be cared for, to have community. And as we grow and grow, it's so important. If you count Destiny Church your home, there's an expectation that you would go and be part of one of these groups because it is our mechanism for pastoral control, control, pastoral care and discipleship. As we grow in number, it's essential that we care for people well. And sometimes, I know, I, and I was in that kind of 
at that that bucket. Well, how come I need to say when this was when I was in Scotland? How come I need to say who was at the home group? I remember asking Pete that. Why do I need to say who's at the home group? And and he said to me, it's because we love people so much that we take the time to do that. Because maybe you'll miss it, but maybe someone hasn't been there and they're constantly not there. But you don't miss it because you're so. But you miss it because you're so busy. But if you just record it, then we'll know. There was me thinking I don't like this system and all that kind of stuff, and it's too like formalized. And he said, actually, if you don't do that, it's completely unloving to people because your job, your responsibility is to care for them, and we've got to care for these people. So it's our it's our process for caring well for people. So guys, please commit to a small group. Use this card because we don't actually have many. So you're going to have to come and actually. Close like me, force me, say, James, I need to be in a small group. And I'll say, man, maybe you should start one. So, but please come in, come and tell me, um, hassle me about it. And it's kind of similar with Sundays as well. I said, please prioritize Sunday gatherings. I completely understand, especially in Hong Kong and having a family, how stuff comes up, right? Work comes up. There's different things happen, travel, life situations. We've got like a domino effect in our family, which is like when one kid's sick, it's kind of like takes, takes out the rest, those kind of things. And it's just, it's, it's challenging. I get that. But I think really what I'm speaking to is don't take church lightly. Never choose to not be at church if you've got the choice. Hey, actually, I just decided to go bowling instead. You know, if you can, you know, choose church. If you're sold out for the vision, part of this family, my call is this year, please prioritize those few hours in the week on a Sunday morning to be here. If we had multiple services, which we don't yet, come different ones, but I believe we can go to incredible places next year. But actually, if we're not moving together as a, as a church, having this rhythm of being together, it'll be really challenging. And I think as well, within Hong Kong, there's so many other ministries that we can get involved in, so many other great things, so many other visions that we can get involved with. But the challenge preaching on vision is what vision you're giving yourself to because I love those things we want to support them we want to we want to see other ministries started we want to give into other ministries but on that Sunday morning those few hours in the week what vision are you giving your life to what are you giving your time to to see grow loving the local church is one of our core values that we believe that the local church is the hope of the world. We believe it will completely transform the world. We believe it's the hope for Hong Kong. And so my challenge for 2020, and I kind of laugh when I prep this because I'm like, you're, you're saying this to the people who are meeting together, but is like it says in Hebrews 10, don't neglect meeting together. Don't neglect meeting together. If stuff gets rough later in the year, the best place to come, come together with the community, get prayer, worship God. It's not a time to be like, actually, it's really rough, so I'm not coming to church. It's really rough, so I need to push in. I need to ask for help. I need to ask for prayer. As I said earlier, we don't want to burden people. Hong Kong life, if you've been here for more than a week, will know it's full on enough. It's full on enough. We want to simplify and we want to strengthen. That's why we say we're about Sundays. We're about small groups. We're about Sundays. 
We're about small groups. And then our heart is in time for all the other ministries and things that we can do can flow out of these things as opposed to having millions and millions of different teams and stretching everybody thin. But actually we just build strong around Sundays and small groups. In Destiny Edinburgh, to give you an, an idea of what I'm even talking about, there's a few people with this amazing passion for street outreach and they run that team. But then actually later on, they, 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 can't, they don't rotor in a massive hundreds of people to do that. A small group step in and these kind of professional guys who run that ministry go out on the street, but lead the small group team to go out and do those kind of things. So we'll see how that kind of evolves in us. If you love that vision of family and harbor, and you want to be part of that, please prioritize those two things, Sundays and small groups. And I believe as we prioritize those two, we're going to be transformed. We're going to outreach more effectively, that we'll find a greater and growing love for those around us, that we'll be better equipped to reach out, we'll be better grounded in ourselves. That I believe that life because I've experienced this of just being like, actually, I'm not going to bother going to church. Life looks very different when you decide to not go to church. Sorry, it's just a new thing. Not in the notes. And that, you know, over my years in church, I've seen so many people who have something's happened and they've got offended or something like that and they say, say okay I'm not going to church and they step outside of church and they think I, I love God but I'm not going to walk with the community of believers and they start walking and they and they walk and there's just so many lives that I've just seen just completely pulled apart that now they're not walking with God they're, they're living in a terrible situation and it's just it breaks my breaks my heart because it can start as a simple little thing like oh it's okay not to go to church but it's so important those few hours committed to that it's so important parents giving that example over those 15 or 17 years whatever of just you know this is what mum and dad does this is that ex beautiful example set to me by my parents just committing to going to worship the Lord with the family of God every single week John 13, 35 says, but everyone will know, sorry, by this, everyone will know that you're my disciples if you love one another, if you love one another. That family love culture in the church starts when the church realizes that we're the family of God and sees each other as a child of God and loves with that same kind of love and grace and understanding and long-suffering that we have experienced from the Father. All of those things, as a reminder, coming from intimacy with Him, fellowshipping together, being together. Hard to be seen as people who really love each other if you never see each other, right? if you never do life together. As we walk out, week in and week out, this journey together. Becoming this family, living this vision, will see us live out the reason for existing. And also see us living out the mission as well. The family of God, it doesn't exist to bless itself. So it's so important 
that we're in that place of intimacy where we really get to know what it means to live as family. But the whole point of that, yeah, sure, we're a blessing to each other, but it's not to tap ourselves on our back and think, wow, we're this amazing inward focused group of people. Because that's just a holy huddle, right? We are blessed to be a blessing. That's why I say prioritize this stuff, prioritize Sundays, prioritize small groups, prioritize fellowship, prioritize being together, prioritize intimacy with him. Because from that, we will come into a place where we are deeply blessed and can pour that blessing out into the world. God the Father sends his son into the world. And in the same way, after we're adopted, into the family of God, where we've become the family of God, we are also sent out into the world. Jesus said, as the Father sent me, I send you. As the Father sent me, I send you. We are a people who are sent, a family who is sent. It's like Swiss Family Robinson, you know, going out on the boat. Hopefully you don't get stuck on an island. Hey? We're a church in society the family of God in the wider community, in this wider community of Saikung. And our vision is to see many churches planted or many campuses planted around Hong Kong, that we would see many communities affected. I love the story from Nepal. Some of you guys were here when I shared it last, that in some of the villages, way up in the mountains, very Hindu villages, where there's very little access to healthcare. Healthcare is hard to access anyway because of cost. But some of these guys, little access to healthcare or sometimes just terminally ill people, very Hindu families very often say, you need to go to the church because they pray for people and they get healed. I love that because that's the family of God, living as the family of God in a place where those who worship other gods recognize the beauty and the power of the family of God in that place and say, hey, if you need healing, you need to go to the church because they see healing. And that's my heart, that we would, well, we would see those kind of things. And we're not just an organization, but that we would be a place that people outside would come and say, hey, I need healing. I heard you, I heard you heal, get healed here. I, I don't really understand it. Or someone said that you had a word or something, they said a word for them, but could you listen to God for me? And the people would come to the church to look for insight and wisdom. We have power. You have power. You're a child of God. You have this amazing responsibility and mandate. You know, we aren't on this earth to wait around, sing a few songs on a Sunday until we die. We're here to see the kingdom come. We're here to reach out. And there's the challenge as well. Some people find it very easy to come on a Sunday, right? There's also the challenge for some folks to, to go out. So if we doubt our calling or ability to see the things of God transform our local world, then there's something of being, there's some aspect of being the family of God, being a child of God that we've completely missed. Because Sundays and small groups are to better equip us to go out to minister. You are the family of God. You are all ministers to your world, whether that's in your jobs, in your families, in your neighborhood. You're ministering all the time. No one else, think on this, no one else on planet Earth, no one else apart from the other churches in Saikung right now, no one else, no other group of people has a mandate been given to them 
or authority to heal the sick, to cast out demons, to prophesy, to speak God's heart of love into people and communities and situations. So I want to see folk with no hope left coming in here because they said that's the place where the hopeless find hope. That's the place where the broken are made whole. That's, that's the place where sickness is completely destroyed. And when I say coming in here, I don't mean just coming to a Sunday service. I mean engaging with us, coming to the church. Maybe it's finding you in the week. Hey, my friend said that you go to this church and that church, they see incredible stuff happen. Wouldn't that be awesome? Wouldn't that be awesome? Because that is living as the family of God here. And lastly, guys, as we journey into this vision of being a family, understanding who we are, being committed to each other as a church, I believe Destiny Hong Kong is going to see an incredible outpouring, an incredible breakthrough in the lives of people in Hong Kong. We've got big dreams for families in Saikung. See, as a family of God, an area he's calling us to reach out in and to focus on, one of the areas, is this area of ministering to families and relationships. And the many, there's many facets around that, people's hearts together. It's very large. It's a large area. But I believe it's one of the things that we're going to be known for ministering in. So just kind of drawing into an end, what are those kind of things? Marriage, that we'd see strong marriages in the church, but also can be equipping those outside the, outside the church, that we see divorce rates completely changed, that we see strong, healthy marriages built on strong foundations. Parenting, that's fatherhood and motherhood. We want to see parents supported and equipped to raise strong, amazing kids. We want to see a beautiful, multi-dimensional relationships, cross-generational, sorry, multi-generational relationships, where they, where fathers and sons, mums and daughters, with grandparents and brothers and sisters, all together, strong relationships. We, we want to be able to impact relationships, friendships, living in peace with one another. Adoption. We want to support and champion adoption. We have been adopted into God's family with this mandate to care for the orphan and the widow. I think it was Krish Kandaya who challenged the church when it was at a conference. He challenged the church and he said, too often people look to adopt and look at their family and say, how does this fit into my family? But actually we're called to adopt because they're an orphan, not because it completes our family better. So it's an amazing challenge. We want to see kids adopted, but also the lonely adopted, right? We want to see the lonely adopted. I love Destiny in, um, in India, that they do a lot of work with orphans, and there's an orphanage there, and then they get a number of kids into different homes there, but they also bring in widows as well and care for the widows in that place. Youth and children are young. We want to see young people equipped and confident in their walk with God, that a new generation would rise, that are fearless in him, that are led by him, that go on to do amazing things, that we can do something now that they could build on our shoulders, that they could go on to do incredible stuff. See, I believe that you could go, we as a church can go to incredible new heights this year that we can take this vision to new places, new ground, but it's gonna take us all. It really will take us all. It's not just gonna happen. 
This year, God is saying there is an urgent need for intimacy with him. An urgent need for intimacy with him. So guys, look at your schedules today and make sure intimacy with him is prioritized. That you've got those times and those moments to, to be just giving time to him. And then let that flood out and flow out into the rest of your life. So Sarah, could I invite you to come back up? And guys, I invite you guys to join me afresh in this vision. I, I call for you guys, join afresh in this vision. Come next week as well. See what harbour is. Give yourself along with me to that vision and let's see incredible growth, incredible maturing, incredible breakthrough. My prayer for 2020, and I, ah, I put this at the end so we don't forget it, Okay, my prayer for 2020, and please be praying this with me, is that we see many people saved, that we see many people come to faith. We're not interested in shuffling cards in a deck. I'm talking about Christians moving around between churches. We want to see people saved. I want to see that you guys grow strong and that you're finishing the year in a really strong place. Those who aren't leading people spiritually grow to become spiritual leaders. And as a church together, that we go to another level. So next week, we'll look at the second half of it, harbour, and how they weave together. And so we're just going to go into a response time now. I just want to invite you guys just to embrace and meditate on this aspect of family that's getting intimate with him. Maybe you're here today and you're thinking, I want to join that journey. You'd be more than welcome. If you're listening on the podcast, maybe you're listening on the podcast and your heart has been set alight and you've been praying and you've been asking God and maybe even God's been, maybe this is a word that is confirming something into your heart that you need to move to Hong Kong. And that's a bit extreme, but actually it's not. People move all over the world. People move to Hong Kong for jobs and work. And this is moving to Hong Kong to get on board with something that God's doing in this place. There, it's no less than that right send us an email through the website destinychurch.hk if you take one thing away from today remember that word family at the core is that we would know and we would live in intimacy with him knowing that we are the family of God here in Hong Kong that will affect everything else so guys just Bow your heads, have some time, just respond. Let him speak to you, let him challenge you. You have a word you can come out and share to. Also, if anyone's here today or you're listening on the podcast and you're, you're thinking, I'm not in God's family. I don't really, uh, I've never heard of it like that. I, I want to, I want to become part of God's family. I'm not a Christian. I, I, want, to, I want to give my life to him. I need that. I want that. You know, Jesus paid the price for your sin on the cross so that in him you could be a child of God. If you want that today and you're listening on the podcast, you're here today, just pray this after me. Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for me. Thank you for paying for my sin. for taking God's wrath upon yourself 
Thank you, Jesus, that you have made me a child of God and brought me into your family. I choose to give you my life today. I choose to follow you today and make you king today. In your name. Amen. Guys, just everyone close your eyes. If you're here and you prayed that prayer, can you just pop your hand up in the air? You prayed that prayer and that's... Just pop, pop it up high if you did that. you're on the podcast please um please send us a, a message It'd be great to hear from you we're going to take some time now guys just respond to god speak let him speak to your heart concerning the vision and we'll come around and pray for folks if you'd specifically like prayer please have your hands open Father God, Lord, I thank you for today and I pray that you would just fill this place in our response time and worship, God. Come and fill this place afresh with your Holy Spirit. Lord, I pray that that vision for people who say, this is my home, that that vision, God, would just be so clear in our hearts, God, that we would be encouraged, God, that we'd be excited about what you want to do through us in the year ahead how you're growing us, the places that you're taking us into, Jesus. Lord, and I just speak rest and peace over every single person here. But as I bless you with the peace of the Prince of Peace, that as you go out and as you go into your 2020s, your, your steps would just be completely covered in the Lord's favor, that you would see and recognize that, that it would be an incredible year and that there would be just this all year that, that you would have a a check and not an understanding this thing in your head of prioritizing intimacy with him and that as you just get with him you just see things transform and change in your life in your mighty name god amen <laughs>